Welcome to Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth, the podcast of Plymouth United Church of Christ. I am Pastor David, and on behalf of the members of this congregation, thank you very much for joining us. May God bless you through these words, and may you know God's love through them. Now, the podcast. We say this night from ashes you are made, and to ashes you shall return. That's the cycle. That's the cycle, one that is billions of, of years old through uncountable circles of birth and death and rebirth and death and rebirth and death and so on and so on through rebirth. I like to think rebirth maybe is the final part once the cycle is done. From dust we are made to dust we shall return. But we're not just any old dust. I was thinking about this this morning. We're not just any old dust. We're stardust. Star stuff, as Carl Sagan liked to say. We are not made out of nothing. We're made out of that which makes all the cosmos. We are made not out of nothing, but of the cosmos. We are the remnants of stars that gave up their lives, that completed their life cycle unto death and created the atoms that make us, that created planets and new stars and created lakes and mountains and trout and cockroaches. All, all that is Including us. Including us. We are part of the cosmos, not just in it, but part of it. Made of its dust, and we're made of the dust of this planet. The dust of this earth. Made of the dust of this earth to return someday to the ground, or perhaps uh, be returned someday to the waters, whichever you may prefer. Uh, and from there to become dust for someone or something else, some other life form, plant, person, probably many, someone else to be born, something else to be born from our stuff, our dust, the dust of our bodies. Kind of interesting to think of the atoms in her body. Who else might have possessed them? Or what else might have possessed the atoms of her body? Perhaps we have a little bit of George Washington in us. Or King David. Or Roman Emperor. Who knows? Who knows? Or the food that we've eaten. Or that we've eaten. Where have those... Adam's ban over the eons. What air are we breathing that someone else has breathed? Or water that we drink that someone else, famous, well-known, maybe has, has consumed as well. Lent is the time to remember that we are mortal beings. That we are limited that we don't get to live forever. 
Even stars and galaxies die. Mountains eventually are eroded to nothing. Everything has an end. We are reminded in Lent that we are finite and limited, impermanent beings. At least our bodies are. Our souls live on. I think. Get to live on with God. But at least our bodies are finite and limited. And I hope that when we remind ourselves, and as we get into the ashes and say those words, from ashes you were made, or to dust you were made, to dust you shall return, when we remind ourselves that we are finite, that we're not doing that in a sense of, of hopelessness or a sense of futility. Uh, it's not meant to, uh, to make us feel down or go into the doldrums. It's not, we don't say that to depress one another, to make us feel awful or feel bad or to bemoan our fragility or to experience lifelessness already. These words can be taken in ways to make you feel like maybe you're already dead, so what's the point? I don't think that's why, that's not why we do this. Not to make us feel bad, not to drive us down. It's to remember our mortality, at least for me, by remembering that I am a mortal being, then there is inspiration to live. To know that I don't get to be this person or this being that I am forever. I have a limited amount of time, so let the words inspire us to life, because God is the God of life. God wants us to be alive. God wants us to know the joy and the happiness of living and to be fully alive, not to be miserable and suffering, but to live. And so all this penitential repentance stuff that we talk about on, on Ash Wednesday is not to make us feel bad or to hate ourselves or to kick ourselves for being imperfect. We're all imperfect. God knows that we're imperfect, and God accepts that. We're not here uh, not being asked to kick ourselves for being imperfect. And it's not to remind us what terrible, useless, lump and clay we are, but a chance to remember and to look within, to do some introspection, to look at our lives and look at the dark places that aren't enhancing our lives bad habits we have, the bad attitudes we have, whatever it is that is keeping us from fully enjoying life, from fully living, whatever maybe affects other people negatively, affects our lives negatively. This is a, a, a time to look at those dark parts of our life to let Jesus' light shine into them. To look at it, to identify it, to name it. See there? There it is. And then to let go. Let it go. I'm not going to be that anymore. I'm not going to let that bother me anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. To name the parts of ourselves that we don't like. Or that keep us from life. That keep us from being in relationship with God or with our neighbors. To look at those parts of ourselves that we don't like and then offer them to God. To give them to God to say, I don't want these anymore, God. 
take it from him. And give it to God who carries our burdens, who forgives, and who loves. And so that by getting rid of those parts, we make room to grow the parts that are life-enhancing. To grow the parts that bring us life. Parts that are life-generating. That, I think, is the real gift of Lent. And it can be, unfortunately, sometimes uh, Lent can feel like a time that we're just supposed to beat ourselves up uh, and feel awful about ourselves and we're supposed to give up all the things that make us happy, like chocolate or uh, meat or bacon, I don't know, whatever it is uh, that makes your life worth living. We'll talk about giving those things up, not to be miserable, but to remind us who we are. Because the, the gift of Lent is that we know how it ends. It doesn't end in death, it ends in life. It ends with Easter. Resurrection. Christ rising from the tomb. New life. And so there's nothing to fear, nothing, nothing to be afraid of in this time of repentance. And that's not a scary word. To repent just simply means to turn around, to change direction. To sin means to miss the target. To repent means, in a sense, I'm going to aim better from now on. I'm going to try to aim better. That's all it is. It's not an awful thing or a <clears throat> scary thing. Lent is a time to look at our, our compass and look at God's compass and see how close they, in alignment they are uh, and try to adjust our path to be more in line with God's. Realigning ourselves with God uh, however we need to do so with the assurance that that's what God wants from us. That God's going to not only accept that, that's what God wants us to do. To turn to God, to turn back to God, to be closer to God. God's not, God's not going to say, oh, it's too late. You waited too long to turn around. You waited too long to change your life or to change this behavior. God's not going to say that. God's going to open wide God's arms and say, welcome back. Welcome back. I'm glad that you've turned around. This is wonderful news. I was worried about you for a while. I wasn't sure if you were going to do it. I was pretty, I thought you would, but I wasn't really sure. And I'm glad that you have. And even if you hadn't, you know what? I would have kept waiting and hoping and loving you anyway. That's who God is. That's the God of Scripture, the God who became Jesus. Is the God of love who calls us to repentance, not so we beat ourselves up or feel, feel miserable. So we will turn back to God, who is the source of joy and love and life, so that we will know more life. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust. It's a reminder that we will die. There's no way around that yet. We will die, but I think it's far more of a reminder that we are now alive. It's a reminder that we are alive. Alive in God's grace, alive in God's tender mercies, alive in God's relentless love that desires nothing more for us than life with God. 
To dust we shall return, but today, today we are still alive. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to the risen Christ of Easter. Amen. Amen. And that is the good news for this day and for all days. Thank you again for listening to the Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth podcast. If you are in the Eau Claire area, we especially invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. And I invite you also to check out our website at pcucc.com for upcoming events and special worship services. From Plymouth United Church of Christ, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, this is Pastor David. Thank you for spending this time with us. May God bless you.